All right, everybody. Welcome back to the More Melanin Podcast. Hey, guys. It's Tish. And I'm Lydia. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Follow us on whatever platform you're using. And also head to our Instagram and follow us there because we go live on Tuesdays at 730 to hang out and chat with you guys. Yeah, we do. And um, it's always fun. We're always laughing and we always talk about like a million things all in one. So it's just great. It's a good time. So today, guys, we're going to be talking about beauty standards. This is a big one because we're just going to be discussing how we came to um, just the places that we are in our own lives in terms of what beauty means to us, what beauty looks like and so forth. So we're really excited to dive into this one today. Absolutely. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, I Maybe it's something about, you know, being a girl, like, yeah. <laughs> like talking about beauty, but also because we've been subjected to such bizarre beauty standards. And I, for one, don't fit like any of them. So <laughs> talking about it brings me so much joy because I can air my feelings and yeah. tell people about themselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's true. You know what? It's so funny because this morning when I was making breakfast and thinking about what we were going to be talking about today, Mm -hmm. it shocked me to think that it was really only until maybe about like a couple years ago that I could solidly say that I felt beautiful in my own skin. Wow. And I remember the image that I saw that made me feel like I was allowed to think that. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's wild to me. Because really, like, if you think about it in terms of beauty, in terms of what we see in media, I don't know about you, Lydia, but for myself, what I see is like a size two, white, um, like super, super young. And that's it. (laughs) It's like, I don't fit any of those. Yeah. (laughs) Well, except for the young part. I mean, we're still very young. Yes. But like... (laughs) For I never really saw representation in my own skin, right? Um, it was it'd be interesting to me because like sometimes in like commercials and whatever, when there would be a black female that would be represented, she would never look at her best. And wow, it, it was like this is very strange to me that the white counterpart is like made up, made up, made up, <clears throat> but the black side is like, I know this is not the best. I know that this is not her beauty, right? Like this is there. It's being so downplayed, right? And the vast contrast of white is more acceptable. Black is mediocre. It was just like always in my face. Yeah. Right. I, sometimes I, I wonder like if in some ways, like, um, I think in some ways, like, Hollywood has done it really consciously in some ways I think it's unconscious because the part of the reality is is like for for much of its existence Hollywood hasn't really known what to do with black people in terms of beauty like I I can think back to there have been some Disney shows and movies that I watched as a kid where I knew as a child that that girl that little black girl's hair didn't look right right and so growing up and finding out that they would never actually hire um, black care, hair care specialists or or hairdressers for those actors. Right. I was like, no wonder your hair looked wildin. Like why? Right. Like why do you look like that? Right. It doesn't make sense. And so it's like, th- 
that's what was projected to us this like weird unkept looking yes people and I'm yes. like but that's not actually what we look like and so for me personally growing up we didn't have the BET channel we had it for yeah. like a year and then we didn't have it anymore so we didn't see a lot of those like more American shows that was like strictly black people that like knew what they were doing right um so the little bits that I got was just like this like not everything but a, a lot of the ones that I remember there was this like unkeptness to yes. the black folk yes. um and then there was the this other weird thing and you know this is getting into a slightly different conversation but this other weird thing where like if there was a, a black person seen in a good light it was affirmed by whiteness so yes. it was the black yes. girl that was the best friend of the white girls right, right? or right. And so she was either like the butt of the joke or she was like the one that was like, you know, the sassy one or whatever. That was like her whole entire personality. Right. And she said like two lines. Do you know what right. I mean? And so yes. like, and then for myself, like she was always like skinny with her hair permed. And yes. let me, let me tell you <laughs> about this because that's the reason, that's one of the reasons why I let my mom perm my hair was because the little bit of representation I did see in the media as a child, all these girls had their hair permed. Right. Um, on the other hand, the other representation that I did see, because for whatever reason, the Christian channel here in Toronto put Moesha on in the middle of the day every day. <laughs> and so if I was home school for sick from school, I would watch Moesha and I was obsessed with Brandy's braids. Absolutely right. obsessed. But right. anyways, the only other representation I saw was perm. And so I was like, okay, mom, just do it. Perm my hair. Every other little black girl's got her hair perm. Let me tell you, I was nine years old and they put adult perm in my hair and my hair would not take. My hair would not take. My hair would refuse to become perfectly straight underneath the perm. And right. so I would get my scalp burned. I literally started balding as like a 10 year old child. Yeah. Because we're trying to make this perm stick and I was trying to fit this beauty standard when it came to my hair of what, you know, I thought it was supposed to be. And I thought, oh, this is going to be so much easier. I'm going to be able to do all these cool styles that all the white girls do. I remember like, this is, <laughs> I'm, I know I'm ranting, but <laughs> I remember that a friend of mine, she wasn't even white, she was Asian. But she asked me once, you know how girls like take their finger and tuck their hair behind their ear? Yes. She asked me if I could do that. She was like, do you know how to do this? And I was like, but seriously? Right. So like I, with my, like, with my cornrows in my head, took my finger and just like swiped it behind my ear. And I'm like, you mean this? Like, right. So things like that were happening. So I was like, you know what? Let me do this perm and try to make it work. But it, it just, it never worked for me. I never felt beautiful with my hair permed. I was never able to like attain that like, pin straight hair that I could kind of swipe it behind my ear like that um and it was like pretty devastating <laughs> and for child. those of you that don't understand what perm is because yes. in white language perm is to curl your hair yes in our our language yes <laughs> perm is to make it straight yes. right so I know that for myself my the first time my mom permed my hair I think I was oh gosh I actually think I was in grade nine. Oh, wow. I was in grade nine because up until that point she would like take a hot comb yes and just press it out yes um 
but she ne- she never like she never wanted to permit. She never wanted to permit. But I was like, I don't get it. Like, how come my hair doesn't look like anybody else's? Mm-hmm. And blah blah and whatever. And and that was that was the problem. Was that there were other black girls around me, but yeah. for whatever reason, I we we never identified as beautiful. Yeah, like it was when in grade eight and nine when people started like I remember my first my first encounter of oh maybe I'm not pretty was I was with my girlfriends Mm -hmm. and we were playing spin the bottle with (laughs) some guys and we were playing spin the bottle and that's amazing one guy that they spun the ball and it pointed to me and he's like I can't kiss her she's black (gasps) I remember that very very clearly because that was like that was that defining point of, oh, yeah. that means I'm not beautiful. Oh, and that's Tish. where it started for me. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, it was devastating. It was devastating. And also for the fact that at a young age, I was always attracted to white guys. Like, yeah. that was just what it was. Yeah. Right? Um, and so because of that, it kind of felt hopeless because I'm like, well, white guys don't want black girls mm. because we're just not attractive like it was just it's just ter- it's terrible it's yeah terrible. and like and it it wasn't until fast forwarding all of this mm-hmm. again to a couple years ago where I remember seeing um an actress was is she an actress or a model I don't know one of those and she was like super dark super super dark yeah but her face was striking Mm-hmm. just like gorgeous mm-hmm. and I remember looking at the shade of her skin and like I, I even remember like growing up in youth some of the girls be like some of the black girls would be like oh Tish you're so much darker than I am and I'd be like um we're all black so I don't know if you're getting your jollies off here yeah pointing at me and being like oh but I'm lighter than you let's calm down because mm-hmm. we're all very black Right. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it wasn't until I, I, I saw this girl and how beautiful she was. And I was like, wait a minute. But my skin is as dark and my face has mm-hmm. to be as beautiful. Like what 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 makes you yeah. so beautiful and me not? Yeah. Right. And it was like, I, I would say I think it's like it hasn't been until a couple years ago where like black entertainers we're seeing them everywhere yeah and it's like hey we're worthy we're good enough to be here we're beautiful enough to be here own it yeah own it for yourself yeah and not just black entertainers dark skin entertainers because there there has been um you know, this perpetuated idea that lighter is more acceptable. And so like, I distinctly remember early 2000s, all the black characters were much, much lighter. And like, it was fine because it was like, oh, there's a black one. Okay, we're we're in there. And like, it kind of felt nice to like, you know, have that. But at the same time, there was a distinct, like, it was, it was just very, very clear that the lighter people were the ones that were the acceptable ones. Right. And so if you weren't as light as them, then it was like, so where, where, do, where do I fit? And I, right. I remember the pretty girl, if the pretty girl was a black girl, it was always light skinned black girl with right. like those really cute, like ringlet type curls. Right. Which I always, 
always wanted and never thought I could have. But now I realize with all the like actual great black uh, hair care products, I could totally have that if my hair wasn't locked. Right. I won't even talk about it. Because Tish, when you did your hair natural and you got those ringlets, I was like, I've been lied to my whole life. Yeah. My entire life. I thought yeah. this was a light skin girl thing. Yeah. And it's not. It's <laughs> not. Like, all these ideas have been perpetuated by, right. by media and like, we don't even realize we've accepted them, but we have. Right. right. And I think like for me right now, like I, the only, for myself, the only beauty standards that I go by now, mm-hmm. the only people like when, if I'm on Instagram looking for like inspiration or whatever, right. it's black. Yeah. It's black. Yeah. Because my entire life has been surrounded by white beauty something Mm -hmm. that like I'm not white I can't ever attain that yeah oh like I can't look to you for what beauty is supposed to be I can't do it because I'm not there right like I'm not white and I think that it's so important that's why representation is so key it is so vital yeah in every single area right like representation in every race is mm-hmm. so vital because when one standard is put up as this is what beauty is and you're neither white or blonde or very thin well then mm-hmm. what you're not beautiful this is a lie from hell yep <laughs> so like my go-to is when I'm trying to achieve a look when I'm trying to see like what I want my hair to look like it's black it is because it's gorgeous and it's yes. beautiful. And now being able to walk around in my skin confidently, which mm-hmm. again, like I feel like I'm evolving in that every single day because it's always a struggle. It's yeah. always a struggle, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's always a battle. But at the same time, it's like, okay, but I also understand that it's not because I am not beautiful. And it's understanding that sometimes we have bad days, right? Sometimes we have days where it's like, I will change my outfit nine or 10 times because I feel like nothing is fitting properly (laughs) and nothing works. And it has nothing to do with the fact, and I have to remind myself of this. It is not because you are not beautiful. That's good you not being able to find an outfit that (laughs) works for you right now does not mean that you are less beautiful. And then it was the whole thing of me not wearing makeup, Mm -hmm. right? And being comfortable in my bare skin Mm -hmm. and understanding that if I want to wear makeup, I am just like emphasizing what I already have. There it is. I'm not trying to be something that I am not. Yeah. Right. And it's like constantly changing the way that we think so that we're always elevating ourselves. And yeah. I think that it's really important for us to do that. It's not conceited. It's not cocky. It's not selfish. I think that we all should be walking around with that confidence being like, I am beautiful. Yeah. No matter what race you are, no matter who you feel like you look like or don't look like. And that's another thing. You're you. Right. You're you. You're not supposed to look like anybody else. Yeah. Right. Like it's crazy to me. All the like I was listening to uh, that uh, podcast Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith and her daughter and mom and whatever. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about BBLs. Okay. 
What does that Brazilian, stand for? The Brazilian butt lift? Oh, right, right, right. Is that it? Anyways. Yeah. So they're talking about how, like, these women are, like, in the drones going to get this thing done. Right. And how, like, so many women are dying from this procedure. Because right. it is so risky and so dangerous. They're talking mm-hmm. about... There's another episode that talks about um, how certain women that get certain implants done, how it totally alters their life in terms of their mental health, in terms of their physical health. But these are things that people don't talk about, right? It's like, okay, let's get lip fillers. Let's get Botox. Let's get these things. And if that's you, if that's what you want to do, boo-boo, you do you, right? Like, you do what you feel is best, but yeah. don't be influenced by what somebody else is doing because it's going to have a repercussion on you Yeah, that maybe it is not having on somebody else. So mm-hmm. we're like, we're trying to get ourselves to fit into this mold of what beauty is and we're mutilating ourselves on the outside and on the inside to get that, Yeah, right? And I just think it's so sad because all the girls that are coming up underneath us that are looking for beauty that are looking for these standards of what they're supposed to follow. I'm like, listen, I want you to be confident in you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't think it's ever too late to start building that confidence. That's yeah. In yeah, yourself, agreed. Right. Yeah. I agree. I think for myself, what, what I have realized is that the idea that one is beautiful has to be decided even before we take into account your your looks Hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that yes it's one of those things like how we talk about how love is a choice like you actually have to choose it so you have to choose that you're to believe that you yourself are beautiful because I think that when you when you change things on the outside you might not like it and if you already don't like yourself, it's actually not going to help. Or if you change it and you do like it, you're only going to like yourself when that change is present. Mm. And so for myself, like I had to come to terms with loving and appreciating and deciding that my body was beautiful before I could find things that I actually liked on myself. Right. Because before that I would buy clothes. I would, I, you know, I thought I needed things with like more cleavage, whatever to feel beautiful. And I still didn't feel beautiful because I was like, ugh, my stomach, da, 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 all of these things. It was only when I decided, actually, I think my stretch marks are kind of cute. Like no one else has this ripply pattern on their body just like this. It's kind of dope. Like it's only after I made those decisions about myself, right. that when I looked in the mirror, no matter what I was wearing, I was like, even, even when I didn't like what I was wearing, I was like, oh, I'm really beautiful. Right. I need to put something else on that that lets other people know I'm as beautiful as I feel. It was more right. like that. Right. And so I, I agree with you. I think like, you know, if people want to do procedures and stuff to make themselves look a certain way fine do that but I I really believe that that internal decision as to whether you're beautiful has to happen before those changes because otherwise you will not be satisfied because what are you going to do in 20 years when you know those breast implants sag are you not beautiful now right Right. they shouldn't take away from all of that time that you were beautiful no you have to decide first I am beautiful with or without this thing. Yes. And I think that goes for everything. Like my hair, the way it is, I absolutely love my hair. But if you take it away, if you shaved off my head, I'd absolutely be livid, but I'd still be beautiful. (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> right. And that's because that's a decision that I've made. Whatever change yeah. comes to my body, yeah. I will accept it and maintain the fact that I am beautiful. That ha- That's not changing. Right. That's not changing. And I, yeah. I, I really believe it is a decision. Now, obviously, like, you know, fads come and go, fashion changes, things like that happen. Um, but the only reason why for myself, I've been able to be satisfied no matter what comes is because I've already resolved in my heart that I am beautiful. So right. put a paper bag on me, you know, <laughs> cover my body, you know, neck to ankles. And I will still be like, that's a bad bitch over there. She gorgeous. Like, right. yes. <laughs> that's just it. Yes. And that's honestly, Lydia, that's you hit the nail on the head there. Like, I think that if you're, if you haven't resolved in internally mm-hmm. that you are beautiful, regardless of what clothes are on your body, regardless of your size, like you are beautiful and beauty is m- so much more than just what you look like. It's yes. so much more than what you wear on your body. It's on the inside. Yeah. It's, it's loving yourself, beauty, feeling beauty. I feel like comes from loving who you are. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, for example, I like, I remember having this conversation with my cousin and Mm. we were like, okay, so if you saw like a, like a physically unattractive person, yeah, but got to know them, like in terms of another male, got to know them, would you eventually find them attractive? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. There have been people that I have encountered that I'm like, I'm not attracted to you at all. But then I get to know them and I'm like, holy cow, you're gorgeous. Yeah. Right? Had nothing to do with their looks. Yeah. Had everything to do with what was coming from the inside out mm-hmm. that just made them appear so different than my first impression. Right. And so for me, um, my body image in terms of my size has always been a thing for me always mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ever since a child because yeah. I mean my family would point out and be like I oh, you know we think you're eating too much or they'd be like wait a minute you're not eating enough like it was mm-hmm. just never really like I could never satisfy anybody right and so I remember after Tessa um, my first, and I had gained all this weight, mm-hmm. I was uncomfortable. I had to figure out why I was uncomfortable. Right. Right. Was I uncomfortable because I was bigger or was I uncomfortable because I knew that I wasn't treating my body well? Like I right. had to really wrestle yeah. with what that was. Because at the end of the day, when I would talk to my husband about it, he was like, at any size you're gorgeous it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what size you are Mm -hmm. you're beautiful right but I also knew in my head my husband also has a standard of what beauty is to him right he finds beautiful but I had to strip all of that away and that's the thing taking out all of the noise about what everybody else thinks is beautiful because for me now at 33 years old beauty in my body in my physical body Mm -hmm. is feeding myself well Mm -hmm. and movement Mm -hmm. that is beauty for me if Mm -hmm. I am feeding myself well and I am moving my body I am treating my body well Mm -hmm. I am loving myself therefore I feel beautiful so 
it doesn't matter what size I am, right? Because even when I was bigger and still moving my body and eating well, I still felt beautiful Mm -hmm. because I was doing what I needed to do to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. That was me. So then I walked differently. I carried myself differently. I wore clothes differently. I embraced the curvature of my body because this is my body. Yeah. This is it. And understand. And it's funny because it's like you have this society right now that's like, this is what you're supposed to look like, but you're supposed to have a small waist and a big butt and big boobs. Mm-hmm. But, but, the, but we want this. And I'm like, wait a minute. Then why is it? <laughs> why is it then that the same attributes that people are surgically trying yeah. to attain for themselves, yeah. we're already carrying it and cutting our bodies down saying we're not beautiful. Yeah. Cut the noise out. Because yeah. if you're super thin, girl, you're gorgeous. Yeah. If you're large, girl, you're gorgeous. Yep. I don't care what size you are, unless you're good within yourself. And that's why Lydia, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah. Because if you're not loving who you are, and say your goal is, I want to lose weight, you're going to lose that weight and still feel unattractive. Exactly. Because you're not good with who you are inside. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's so important. Like it's, I feel like it's something, especially in this day and age of social media and the filters and <laughs> the Photoshop <laughs> and this and like, totally. you, can, you can totally contort your body to something that it is not at all. And then you have these girls that are like, oh my gosh, like, how am I ever going to look like this and Mm -hmm. and whatever? It's like, stop trying, stop trying to look like somebody else Yeah, because you're robbing the rest of the world. And I know like, it's like, oh, it's just cliche. You say that it's not, (laughs) you're literally robbing the rest of the world of your beauty Yeah, by trying to attain something else's, right? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I agree a hundred percent. I think like, um, you know, we, we all bring our uniqueness to the table and that's what makes, right. I think the human race itself beautiful. It's, it's really all of the diversity. It's, it's all of the things that, that, um, make us different and the same. And so like, even one of the things that I really lo- enjoy about like, you know, makeup and, and that side of beauty is like, yeah. you know, someone can wear the exact same thing or you know do their makeup in the exact same way and it looks different than right. someone else's that has done it the same way because we're different and it's right. like I find that like fascinating and really cute cool and I feel like that enhances the beauty because we did the same thing and yet we look different and right. we, like it enhances different things about us I think that's awesome I think that's right. really you know fascinating and, and clever about how we've been created and, and right. that we can do that like it I always remember um one of those lipsticks that I had re- recommended to you when you first started wearing lipstick we were wearing the same color lipstick but it looks completely different on us and I was right. just like you know, part of me was like, I kind of wish it looked the way it looks on Tish on me, but it also loved the way it looks on me. And I'm like, this is so cool, right? That it can look that different. um, But it can be the same thing. And we both feel beautiful. We both feel sexy like that. To me is like, it's a really powerful thing. And Um, you know what, now mm -hmm. that you mentioned that, because Lydia was the one that actually got me on lipstick, it was Mm -hmm. her. (laughs) And what I recognized that after I started 
being comfortable with it. The reason why I didn't want to wear lipstick is I didn't want to stand out because I didn't think I was pretty enough to do it. Mm. Right. And so I felt like if I wear these bold colors, people are going to look at me. Mm-hmm. They're, they're gonna look at my face I don't mm-hmm. want them to look at my face wow right? and it was like such a revelation for me because I'm like oh my goodness I'm just trying to hide myself like I'm wow. trying to mute myself because for whatever reason I don't feel pretty mm-hmm. right but like Lydia, Lydia introducing me to these bold colors made me fall in love with my skin even more Ooh, yes right and that's the thing like I, I, it, being a black woman has been such a wrestle and a struggle mm-hmm. for me in terms of feeling beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Because again, representation, whatever. Right. But once I started wearing these bold lip colors mm-hmm. and actually seeing the shape of my face mm-hmm. and the, the fullness of my lips, right? Mm -hmm. Like I remember looking at this one, my friends, one of my friends, she has the most beautiful shaped lips ever. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, her lips are so beautiful. Yeah. I remember looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, wait a minute, (laughs) wait a minute. How come I can so easily see the beauty in her lips? Yeah. But homegirl right here is carrying like the same lips. And I'm like, oh, it's not good enough. Like what? Yeah. (laughs) What? And like, I think it's also really, I know for me, I'm a sponge, right? So if I am like looking at certain pictures and like, oh, like, I wish I looked like this. I wish I looked like Mm -hmm. that or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, again, representation. This is why I only follow certain people. Yeah. Not because I don't like other people. (laughs) It's simply (laughs) because I need to be aware that society is always trying to put images in my head of what they believe is beautiful. That's their job is they're trying to get me to think that I need to look like this, mm-hmm. but because I'm confident now in who I am, mm-hmm. I'm going to find other people that look like me that I see myself in. So it's a constant reminder of no, this who you are is beautiful, right? And I think it's important to surround yourself with, for for one, people that will remind you of your beauty. Um, I think it's important to surround yourself with people that will encourage you in your beauty and won't be intimidated by it, right? Because like Lydia, for example, she is, she can pump me up and be like, Tish, you're gorgeous. You're this, you're that, whatever. But in the next breath, she's like, but look at me though. Right? <laughs> right? Like, it, you, you have to, the way that she encourages me, it's genuine. And she's not, she's not trying to find my flaws. She's not trying to find something that she thinks is wrong with me to mm-hmm. elevate herself. Mm-hmm. She's so confident in her that she has no problem elevating me. Yeah. And I think that's really important to find that in friends because we as women can be very insecure. We can be really insecure and we can project that on other people. And that's what I think in terms of like Mm -hmm. body image and body sizes. Like I remember like the, the like middle of 2020 seeing Instagram full of bigger women 
who were so confident yeah. in themselves, but looking at the comments and seeing these trolls who would just rip these beautiful women apart. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, it's interesting that your insecurity, because yes. you've been playing into the, I need to look like this. Now, someone who doesn't fit that mold, who knows that they're beautiful, makes you insecure. Because you want that. You want that confidence, right? And so, like, I think it's, it's just, it's so important to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who will see that beauty in you and won't be intimidated by it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I think that when it, when it comes to bigger body types as well, like, um, a lot of the influence of the media that's been really detrimental is, you know, I remember growing up and I think this was more with like male characters though, but um, there was always, if there was a fat friend, they were always like really, once again, uncapped kind of like really, really loose fitting clothes. It almost seemed like they didn't care about their fashion compared to everybody else. If they were a girl, they didn't really wear makeup. Um, and then they were always like the like the really funny one. And it's like, yes, I know like that, you know, stereotype that like fat people make jokes to like, you know, hide their insecurity, which is is a thing for some people. Yeah. But it was just kind of painted as like every fat person is like mm. the, the comedian in the friend group. Okay. And that was all you see. Like you didn't really see any diversity in in who they were as people. It was just like so much of their position in the show or whatever it was was that they were the fat one and I'm like that's not that's not showing body diversity like no No, it's not that is not at all and like it to me it was just it was just really harmful because it was like you know there was just this idea in media that if you were fat that you couldn't be sexy you couldn't be the um love interest you couldn't be um anybody other than like you know the motherly one or the funny one Mm, that was mm -hmm. or the nerdy one those were kind of where you were pushed to like right there there was such a lack of confidence in those characters often I found now like what what I found out later once again when finally saw the BET channel like (laughs) there were a lots of characters in some of the black shows where fat people were shown in a range of ways so shout out to us for like really understanding diversity right yeah (laughs) but because of where I live and you know the accessibility I had to you know media um, a lot of the shows that I watched those were the tropes that were presented for fat people and I was just like and then at the same time, they never really talked about fatness. Like it was mm, always mm-hmm. just like, if they did, it was an insult. And it was always like, mm. a, oh, we shouldn't be talking about this. And like, as I've said before, you know, you can go back in our lives and, and find this conversation. But for myself, like fatness is just like, it's just a fact. Like I, I have a lot of fat on my body and that's just how it is that is the makeup of my body it's not an insult to me because it just is it has nothing to do with my intelligence it has nothing to do with my beauty it has nothing to do with my attractiveness it has nothing to do with um whether people want me but that's the perception that we that we get out of media is that your weight determines your value, which right. is completely untrue. Right. Um, but th- that is a hundred percent what we hear. And, uh, you know, definitely as a kid, I internalized a lot of that. Right. Um, 
and I, I think on some level, I friend zoned myself out of relationships because I assumed because of my fatness, I would not be wanted. Hmm. And thankfully I have unlearned that. Right. Um, but I, I still, I think that that is a very prevalent thought yes. within yes. society. Yes, absolutely. And I think that it's, I, I love that we're touching on this because I think that um, I know I've seen I've seen the scars of people equating fat to bad, mm. fat to unattractive. So when I remember the first time I heard a bigger person um, refer to themselves as fat and it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm fat and this and, and it was like, it was like, yes, I'm not, I'm not surprised that I'm bigger. I'm fat. I understand. This. Yeah. I'm not offended by it. I'm not offended. And like, it shook me because fat to other people is so offensive. Exactly. It's so offensive. Yeah. I remember when people used to say that I was thick, I was yeah. like depressed for days. Oh, like I, because again, it was like, that's bad. Yeah. Like, this is not good. Yeah. Like, people be like, oh my gosh, Tish, you're so thick. I remember going into Le Chateau once mm-hmm. and this, um, this black girl was trying to help me find a pencil skirt. Yeah. And I found one that yeah. I thought looked beautiful. Like I felt so beautiful. And she's like, girl, you are so thick. And said it just like that. And the smile on her face. Yeah. And I internalized it as bad. Right. So I got the skirt, but I yeah. walked away feeling like, oh, so I guess I didn't look as good as I thought that Meanwhile, I did. Being thick is like the highest of compliments. <laughs> right. And it honestly, it wasn't until it wasn't until like my cousin would be like, Tish, how come? How come every time you walk, your legs don't move? And I'm like, what? She's like, why can't I have thick legs like you? And I'm like, why are, why are you insulting me? She's like, insulting you where? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. She's like, I'm, and then she started like listing things about my body that she found attractive. Yeah. And I was so uncomfortable. Oh, I, I was bet you were so <laughs> uncomfortable because again, for years when you've been told something else, yeah, but then somebody flips the switch and all of those things that people said about you that weren't beautiful are all of a sudden what are you talking about? Yeah. That is your beauty. Yeah. Right. It changed everything. Mm-hmm. And so honestly, again, Lydia, you referring to yourself as fat and using it so often. Yeah. Has for me normalized it completely mm-hmm. and is helping heal my brain and the trauma in my life mm-hmm. because again it's like well if you're fat you're not beautiful where, right. where did that come from yeah like, do you know <laughs> do you know where it comes from for me and this is part of why I had to unlearn it because there was me you know 15 years old and definitely fat and my friends that were so much skinnier than me Tish standing in the mirror in the church in the church bathroom saying oh I'm such a whale Oh you God. know how that felt? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know how that felt? Yeah. To be standing there literally three times as big as you and you're calling yourself a whale. 
I'm literally like, so I must be an elephant then because they don't understand. Like, yeah. like yeah. why, yeah. like, why, right. why are you insulting yourself? And by insulting yourself, you're actually insulting people around you. Yes. And I'm like, I'm not taking on this negativity that you're no. putting on yourself. You know what no. I mean? Cause it felt like, it felt like for me to consider myself beautiful, I couldn't because people that were skinnier couldn't right and I'm like you know what that's not fair to me because I want to consider myself beautiful so I'm actually not taking this on for you and so I had to normalize it for myself because of rhetoric like that and I'm like this is actually so unhealthy for all of us yeah it Um, really is and so it was it was hard getting comfortable with with these words and this terminology but I was like once once I realized that like if you think about the science of it it just is and then when you recognize that beauty in itself is 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 part of our human constructs, right? Like right. we make up the standards, right? It's not beauty isn't factual the same way science is factual, right? right? And so when you take that into consideration, for me at least, it was so much easier to be like, oh yeah, this is this is a fact of life, but also what's true for me is this is just how beautiful I am. And yes. so for me, like I, I still try to have to try to call out like people when they talk about their bodies in a certain way and I'm like it's mm. it's okay if you don't if if you feel a certain way about your body you don't like certain things like that's actually okay at the same time just recognize that your language and what you're putting on yourself you actually are also putting on others right at the same time right so you unlearn for yourself will actually encourage other people so right. I, I'm glad to hear that that has been done done for you because I really I really think that that's that's a huge part of the point because I you know we talk about a lot how how we as women compete with each other and it's like but why though right (laughs) we can all be beautiful it doesn't have to be a competition and if we shift and change our language we all win and we all feel great about ourselves right that is that is fantastic I think that's the goal in the long run right and, and by that's the way, a, you know that I love your thick thighs, like with everything within me. Like, listen, you know, Tish has the nicest legs. I cannot with her. Listen, here <laughs> and here's and here's the thing, right? Like, I I love lifting weights. I love exercising. I mm-hmm. love doing that stuff. But I've always had the body type where my waist will get really small. Mm-hmm. but my butt grows it doesn't yes. matter it yes. doesn't matter what I do it's like it, it's like the the weight in my body just shifts to different places like okay yeah. then I guess I'm going here because you're not getting rid of me <laughs> so just deal with it yeah. and so like it's I think that like okay for example I follow this girl have you you've heard of Ashley Graham right I have I don't okay. follow her but I have heard of her okay so I follow her because this girl gorgeous like she's gorgeous and she I love her humor in the sense of like when the trolls try to come after her she just keeps doing what she's doing Mm -hmm. but even in a more obnoxious way which I love so much because (laughs) she's like you're not you're but you're not getting rid of us yeah you're not getting rid of us it's not gonna happen and instead of tearing you down I think that we can just coexist as women there and love each other and encourage each other and not all look the same. Exactly. But we're all still beautiful, which is like, it's very confusing to me why like 
we'll talk about women supporting women and blah 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 yeah but it's like at the same breath we're like uh she's not pretty though yeah or she needs to lose weight or she needs to gain some weight like she's so like what's it does she not eat like it's just it's crazy to yeah. me like this conversation these talks they need to stop they need to stop yeah. and I think maybe like if you think that there's a certain body type that's not attractive maybe you should follow more people that look like people that you think are not attractive because you need to be able to find the beauty in everything mm-hmm. in everybody it is so important it's so yeah. important because how can we be better how can we really support each other if at the end of the day it's like you can't you can't see the beauty in me yeah right like and I feel like also if you can't see the beauty in somebody else, can you really see it in yourself? Right. And that's why I think it always comes back to you. It always comes back to how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Because if you can't find it in there, you can't see it in anybody else. Yeah. Right. You can't like, you can, you can like praise somebody for how they look or how they sound or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like that's all surface, right? Because if you can't, if you can't see the same inside of yourself and see the value that you hold for somebody else inside of you, like, it's just, I don't know. It's very, it's backwards to me. And I mean, it's hard to do like, this is is not an easy thing. I think it's something that I have to work on every single day. Mm -hmm. It is definitely a choice. It's something that like, I remember me like looking in the mirror and still I do this I will look in the mirror and talk to myself oh that's beautiful purposely target things in my body that I feel are maybe unattractive and zone in on that Mm -hmm. and try to figure out why that is Mm -hmm. why is it that you find this unattractive about yourself Mm -hmm. who told you that yeah pointed that out to you like yeah told you that lie right yep and so at first it was super awkward looking in the mirror and talking to myself <laughs> but it has helped me to accept other people's compliments yeah right because Lydia you, again you and like other of my girlfriends too would do this they'd be like Tish you're so beautiful I'd be like okay <laughs> and you guys would be like no 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 say thank you yeah accept it (laughs) accept it right and so like affirming that in myself has allowed me that when other people say hey you're gorgeous Mm -hmm. hey you're this okay I believe you because I said that to myself this morning yeah so okay yeah right I really like that yeah that's so important and even just that practice like um, I, I didn't do the same as you, but like, I definitely made a conscious effort with getting used to seeing myself naked or if mm. not naked, at least wearing underwear just mm-hmm. in my underwear. And let me tell you, once I got used to it, like sometimes like when I'm putting on my underwear in the morning, I just stop and go like, Woo, wait till I get a husband because <laughs> I look so good in this matching brown underwear. Right. <laughs> Someone needs to see it, you know, like. <laughs> But it took time getting used to like actually pausing, looking at myself, accepting what I see, labeling it as beautiful before moving on. Because before I started doing that, it was just quick, quick, quick. I would like, you know, I I, I would say like 
before I started working at Levion Rose, I probably looked never looked at myself naked ever. Hmm. But when I started working at Levion Rose, I had to get comfortable because at least the people that I worked with, they had a rule that you try on the 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 lingerie and the undergarments and you show them to your coworkers so they can be like, okay, this is how it's supposed to fit. It should be like this so that when you do it with your customers, you know what you're doing. Right. And so it forced me to get very comfortable with not only my body, but showing other people my body. Right. <laughs> Which I I wasn't at all. And that honestly, that really kickstarted my whole journey of accepting myself as mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, because I I suddenly couldn't be shy about like showing people myself in my underwear. And at that point, I didn't even own a bathing suit because wow. when I did go to a swimming pool, I'd wear a t-shirt and shorts. You know what I mean? Like I was right. that not okay with myself at that point. But that experience like really pushed me to exponentially like go, go through what I needed to go through so that I could arrive where I am yes. now. Do you know what I mean? And, yes. but I, I love it so much because now, first of all, I'm, you know, a big believer in having matching sets. It actually makes a difference. <laughs> I'm not as like when I worked at Libya, all my sets were matching. Now, like I don't match every single day like I used to. But right. there is like a bit of a, like a you know, it feels kind of powerful to have like you know that matching lacy set. Sometimes right. <laughs> I have right. to say, but it does it does give me that moment to pause and look at myself and appreciate myself. And I, yes. I really have to say that that's a powerful thing because I actually think it um, adds confidence. And I think, you know, both Tish and I have recognized in this last year, even just since starting, you know, this podcast journey was as we grew in confidence, we felt mm-hmm. better and better about ourselves right. and found ourselves even more beautiful than we already did. Right. Like yes. we were already feeling ourselves, but then like, as we became more confident, it was like, oh, I'm really feeling this <laughs> now. Um, and so like, all that to say that like, confidence is very sexy. Confidence yes. is very beautiful. And as it grows, I feel like beauty grows. And it's like, there's, there is a, a fine line and definitely a difference between like, being like cocky and overconfident and, right. and, and being just like, so settled into your own skin that it just shines yeah absolutely and I think like I would love to touch on this in another um podcast but like Mm -hmm. the whole you just saying like in terms of at that point in time in your life where you didn't own a bathing suit and you would show up to like swimming pools and shorts and Mm t-shirts okay listen I know you know (laughs) very quickly okay (laughs) open your ears everybody that's listening (laughs) for those of you that grew up in church yeah. And we're told to cover it up because it's not modest. Listen, you can love Jesus and be sexy as hell. Yes, like, girl. Okay. Here and and this is like and I think honestly this is why we need to talk about we need to talk about this in another podcast. <laughs> but like I I know as a Christian woman, beauty was so muted. It mm. was so muted and almost like this is wrong. This is a weapon and you should put it away. Yeah. Right. And what? No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Like I'm not saying go walk down the street in your panties. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But what I am saying is you can love God and appreciate your body. You can love God and find your body sexy and find your body 
appealing. Like that's not wrong. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Absolutely fact, nothing wrong with that. Fact, right. Let's just take in that. Like God literally made our bodies and said, this is good. Like that this is the next is thing he says. Good. And so for me, for me, anything else is con- contradictory to yes. what God believes about me. Yes. yes. <laughs> and who am I to con- contradict the creator? I, like, just saying I I got nothing (laughs) just saying just yeah but yeah like absolutely this is definitely something that we're going to pick apart we're going to dig dig into that a little we have to we have to because (laughs) that is an entire episode in and of itself in and of itself but like I think the takeaway is like that it's baby steps right like this doesn't happen overnight and I think it's a lifelong process Mm -hmm. and a lifelong journey because our bodies are always changing Mm -hmm. they are always changing right and so I think that this is a it's like you're allowed to feel confident in yourself yeah no matter what your size no matter what your skin color no matter Mm -hmm. whatever what your hair texture what like you are allowed to feel beautiful and don't let media or other people make you think that you feeling beautiful in your own skin is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. Walk around confidently because, and learn to love yourself. Learn to love who you are on the inside. Be comfortable with yeah. getting to know who you are. Because yeah. I promise you, once you get to know who you are on the inside, you will love yourself a little bit more. Yeah, you will. absolutely. And I just want to recognize that like, we get it. It's uncomfortable at first. Yes, like, it is. It's really- it is really is uncomfortable at first and I think also like when you start walking in your own com- confidence it's also uncomfortable because you don't know how other people are going to react to you um I can think back to when I started like if you scroll through my Instagram you'll notice I have a lot of pictures where I'm like purposefully showing my belly um because yeah. I'm not afraid of it and when I first started doing that it was a little scary because I'm like I know I'm okay with it and I know when I'm walking down the street, like no one really knows me. And so like people might be judging me, but like, I'm never going to hear it. But on Instagram, it's completely different because I could hear how people really feel about it. Right. Um, and, and I don't know how it's going to be received, but like, I decided that I was confident in it and I was okay with it. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm going to put this out here because I, I think someone out there needs to know that it's okay to be comfortable and okay with it too. Right. Um, but it, it was, it was it was uncomfortable to do to put myself out there on that level to be vulnerable on that level because you know I think in some ways choosing to be outward with our confidence and with how we feel about ourselves and you know our beauty it it is being vulnerable with other people because it's trusting that that other people are going to be receiving you the way you want to be received which doesn't always happen and you know that comes with the territory as well not everybody's going to agree with us um, that's their business. They, that is their you business. You know, if they want to be unhappy, go about your life. <laughs> Literally. I'm over here with my joy. <laughs> Literally. Absolutely. So I think, Lydia, what are two things that you want our listeners to take away from our podcast today? Two thoughts. I want people to go and look at themselves in the mirror naked. Yeah. I it. want you to, you know, recognize all the thoughts that come into your head while you do that good and bad. 
And I want you to like, actually take some time to reflect on where those thoughts come from. Like, where, where did those ideas come from? Did it come from your childhood? Did it come from something you saw in media? Did it come from something someone said? Um, some of these things are conscious, some of these, these things are unconscious. So I think like that exercise in and of itself, like I really highly encourage people to do it, men and women alike, because, yes. you know, no one wants to talk about how insecure men are, <laughs> but yeah. they are. I, I I think it's been, it's widely more acceptable for women to talk about insecurities, but like as someone who works with young men, mm, <laughs> right. it's there. Yeah. Um, and I think the second thing, I will say is, is just to be kinder to yourself. That when you catch yourself having those negative thoughts about your body image, to catch it and to reframe it as something different. Even if it's a neutral statement versus a negative statement, even if you can't turn it into a positive statement, just find a way to reframe it. I think those are my, my two takeaways. That's good. I like that. For myself, um, I would like um, listeners to try this week um, to look in the mirror and name five things out loud, say them out loud, that you find physically beautiful about yourself. Mm -hmm. Five things, five whole things, okay? Five (laughs) whole things. And not just on your face throughout your body five things um and number two I think it is important for us to go on our social media and reevaluate yeah who we follow and why we're doing it yeah um because as much as we think that what we scroll through and see is not leaving an impression Mm -hmm. on us Mm -hmm. it absolutely is Mm-hmm. And I think to be able to love ourselves, we need to clear the mud out of our minds. Ooh, yes. So I like that, that we actually have room and capacity to really understand and feel ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two things, look in the mirror, find five things that you love about yourself and um, do some inventory cleanup of your social media account. <laughs> yes. Which we should be doing anyways, because yes, we should. Sometimes be. I go through and I'm like, I don't even remember following this person. How did this happen? When did we get here? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Well, my friend, as usual, this has been lovely. It has been. Um, again, guys, join us this Tuesday as we're going to be talking more about this because I mean, this topic can go on forever. So, um, join us on Tuesday at seven 30. Um, remember to tell your friends about to join us. We want to have you guys a part of our lives. We want to have you guys listening to this podcast. Um, and yeah, we're just really excited about the journey that we're on with each other. Mm -hmm. Until next time, everybody, have a lovely day. Have a great week. Bye. Hey, everybody. Quick announcement before we go. We have changed our Instagram live dates. So starting this week, we'll be going live on Wednesdays. So you can catch us on our Instagram page, The More Melanin Podcast, this Wednesday, October 6th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Can't wait to see you. Bye.